every morning when I wake up, uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up, uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but, really though, it's never enough, 10 billion, that's a must. This is uh, Natalia and my lovely co-host Eric Sanchez here, who's also my producer, by the way. Hey. And welcome to my so-called LA life. We are now officially on iTunes, which hey. is pretty amazing. And just to give you a little background about our podcast, it's a survival guide or kit, however you want to say it, to everything LA and LA living. This can be a kind of a crazy town that does crazy stuff to you. Oh, the word fucked up comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, pretty much. And But, you know, there's ways to surviving it and to live through it and to have a good time. And we're all going through it together. So um, fear not, young listener, um, we will die on the same ship. <laughs> <laughs> and it will sink slowly it and was, it's going <laughs> to hurt really it, bad. We can all Instagram and selfie and Snapchat as we go down in the Yes, trip. but we will be Snapchatting each other. In the DM um, about our horrible lives as we die slowly, but our Instagram will look like everything's a-okay. It's going to be fire. Everybody's going to be like, oh my god, they're having so much fun as they go down in that LA ship. Our souls are boiling in the depths of hell, but I'm on a private jet going to Dubai. There. We, oh, awesome. I love that. Anyway, so we're going to talk about what it is to live in the city and the hardships and all and also documenting all the cool stuff and crazy stuff that happens. And definitely personal stories are going to be said here. Like I have no filter. I don't care about just laying out all my dirty stuff out there as you. I hope so. Yes, I will tell you everything about my stuff. <laughs> and we're also going to dabble a little bit in, you know, pop culture because this is TMZ land. So shout out to TMZ. Yo. You guys are actually very funny and I watch you all the time. Um, but we're going to dabble in a little bit of everything. So, we like to consider ourselves like the Bear Grylls of L.A. Yes. Yeah. If yes. you've ever seen Bear Grylls, this man goes, he gets dropped off in a helicopter in the middle of nowhere. All and, that. and then he just goes fishing with his hands and then yep. bites straight into the fish's head. He attacks, is attacked by snakes and then like reattacks the snakes. He's everything. And then just, and just, just rips off their head. Yep. With their mouth. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We're just ripping off L.A.'s head with yes. our mouth. <laughs> with our mouth. With our mouth. And then, just like the Bear Grylls show, if you turn the camera around, there's like a fancy hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like the Bear Grylls like, show. Just like, yeah, and room service and all that stuff. For sure. So, um, let's just dabble, first of all, because we I feel like we have to talk about this. And okay, what's this on is, your mind? What's on your mind? This, this is L.A., and we have to talk about Kobe. And not, yeah, the beef, yeah, and not the fancy beef, Kobe Bryant. This is his last week playing. In the league, yes. In he the is, league. He's retiring after he, um, 84 years, I believe, in the 84 league. 84 years. years. This man's 105. 106, I believe. 106, yeah. yeah. His limbs are falling off. I don't know if you saw one of his last games, but he looked like the Michelin Man. He had ice packs all over him. It was ridiculous. I love at the end of with the ice packs because it's like a warrior... Who's getting ready, like to go wounded. to bed, like a wounded like, warrior? <laughs> like he's like, I'm gonna ice up now so I could be back next game. Um, no, we haven't seen you in five five years. Exactly, like, been and for a minute. that was for me when I saw him looking like the Michelin Man with all his ice packs and just like being complete, like a like quadriplegic at this point. And I'm sorry wow. for all the people that are quadriplegic listening to this. But it, it, I felt like 
like it was an angel fallen from grace. What happened to this man? This man used to be the league. He used to be what the NBA stood for, just like Michael Jordan and now LeBron. And that in between, between Michael Jordan and LeBron, there was Kobe. And yeah. Kobe is the Michelin man now. Yes. Um, I think his body failed him a long time ago. And unlike a lot of people, and like uh, the greats, like the Michael Jordans and like the LeBrons, he's a dick. Oh, yeah. So he's not going to go anywhere until he tells you that we're about to go. So now he's leaving, right? He hasn't played good in five fucking years. Now this year is like a, a parade in every city. He's waving and people are like, yeah, we love you, Kobe, and giving him a hug. No one likes this guy. Oh, so he's like he's like the douchebag boyfriend that decides like, no, now I'm going to break up with you. You don't get to break up with me. Exactly. Good, good for you, Kobe. You're the douchebag boyfriend that everybody hates, but we kind of secretly go back for the sex. He's the captain of the football <laughs> team, right? He's the captain of the football team that everyone's like, Hey, what's up, bro? And he turns around, and they're like, dude, that guy's a fucking asshole. Oh, Period. okay. That's, so that's just kind of who he is. So, we love you, Kobe. Um, congratulations on retiring. And uh, good luck, because you ruined the Lakers for the next, like, five years. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, wait. Before we end that, uh, what do you think his next move is going to be? What do you think he's going to end up doing at this point? Honestly, Kobe Bryant, um, I see him. Do you think he's going to be a George Foreman and start selling grills? No, because no, because he's he's too much of a dick. Uh, no, he's I, too good to be George Foreman selling grills. That that man made more money selling those grills than he did in his entire career, which he did, spanned he about twenty five years, maybe no, he more. Did. He did. He probably made that in the first you know three four years on those fucking grills. So Kobe's too good to be selling grills now. Um, no, I think that he. Okay, this is my like you know conspiracy theory. I think that he is going to be the coach. Of the Lakers within the next few years. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, horrible. I, I mean, they did that with Magic Johnson and how that turned out. I mean, that it was horrible. terrible. Oh, my God. Don't become that coach, Kobe. Just go retire and play golf or he something. He needs a job where he can have the equal level of dickheadedness. And the only <laughs> place that you could do that is by being a coach. So you could yell at, like, you know, like your hostages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got 12 guys that I could yell at. I want this job. I'll take a pay cut. I don't give a fuck. Fuck these guys. So I'm he, the boss. he's still going to come back for more of a douchebaggery boyfriend. Like, I'm going to yell at you. Even though I'm not your boyfriend anymore, I'm still going to call you up every two weeks to tell you how much of a whore you are. Yes. yes. Even though you're happy with your new boyfriend, maybe about to get married, but my douchebaggery won't stop here. And when the wife's asleep, I'm going to, like, give you a call and let's sneak out to my car so you give me a blowjob or something. Oh my god, Kobe, I hate you. <laughs> we love you, Kobe. Anyway, this is not Sports Nation or Sports Talk, but I figure we definitely have to bring that in because it is LA and that's what's going on right now in LA. Everybody's like, everybody has their panties in a bunch over this man, and which I get he was cool for a little bit, but now, dude, it's over. Get over it. You're done. Sorry, Laker fans. Bye Wednesday. I can't wait for it to like pass by any sooner. Go Clippers. <laughs> okay, so what else is on your mind? Well, right now, it's been raining for a couple of days, but the sun's finally out, which only means that summer is just a little bit closer. A little bit closer. And apart from the rain, it's been kind of beautiful out there, so I've been, you know, walking around and in my shorts. Yeah, LA, no, the sun, when the sun comes out in LA, which is 75% of the time, it goes, the girls go from like Stormwatch 2016 <laughs> to like Whorefest. <laughs> 
like 2017, <laughs> like close starts coming off, shorts get shorter. In the middle of the day, like I'll oh start with a flannel and suddenly end up in my bra by the end of the no, day. No, then the flannel's around your waist Lace, and, and then like your midriff is showing, whatever that is. And then and suddenly my midriff gets like dirtied by something and, and then I you're put sweating, it as a scarf. So you put your hair up and you're just walking to the store, but like, I mean, come on, you're causing accidents. Yeah. LA um, in the summer, spring is uh, a, like, a sight to see. Definitely. So the other day I was walking around and around my neighborhood and then I was, you know, I was people watching like I love to do because that's pretty much part of having a podcast. You definitely have to people watch. You got to see these fools. Yeah. And uh, I saw this guy and I'm like, for a second there, I was like, wow, this guy is very, very, very attractive. And then I kind of look at his clothes and I'm like, wait, hold up. Is he a homeless person? I'm like, did I just find a homeless person attractive or is he wearing Yeezy's new collection? <laughs> like for, for like it was like a 10 second thing. Is this are these holes in his shirt and pants and you know the dirtiness and all the rippedness? Yeah, uh, that's a thing. Is that's this, a thing. Well, I, that's why I was confused then for about 10 seconds and then I decided that he was definitely a homeless person. So what was like the tell? Like how far away were you? Usually you'd be able to smell okay, that. The right? tell was I looked at his feet and his feet looked like Frodo Baggins just stepped on a pile of manure. He had no shoes on. He had he had like a like a half sandal on. It was oh, okay, okay. it was disgusting and his feet looked like he definitely stirred like a pile of shit with it. And it was pretty okay. gross. But the fact that I was actually looking at this homeless, I don't want to call them bums, because I don't want to offend any bums with iPhones out there that might download this podcast, because I know there's a lot of them out there. I know a bum at Starbucks on Beverly with a laptop, a tent, and a chair, and he gives free coffee every day. That's amazing. Anyway, so that's actually very amazing. How that's, can I have that I think that's a, I think that's a hobo, because a hobo is if you travel with a stick and the bag, <laughs> right? Right? That is a hobo. That's a hobo on trains. I know what a hobo is. A bum is a guy who sleeps on the side of the street and pisses on himself? Definitely. Okay. Then what's a homeless person? The guy I'm talking about right now. Okay. So this guy was actually very good looking. And then for two seconds there, I kind of planned out our entire lives together. So I'm like, I'm going to take it home. Take it home. Take <laughs> home. I'm going to take it home. I'm going to take him home. Clean and it. And I'm going to clean it up. And I'm gonna maybe give him a haircut, maybe not, maybe he can rock like a cool like man bun. And I'm just gonna maybe buy him like a hot dog cart and he can go to MacArthur Park and, yeah. have, and have his own business. Cause he probably knows all the homeless people there. So and you're gonna like actually empower this young man? Yeah, okay. I, for, for two seconds there, I thought about this entire scenario. Like how can I rain man this homeless person into becoming an actual socially acceptable part of society? And I had this whole dream just flash before my eyes about I'm just going to save humanity one homeless man at a time and make him my boyfriend, buy him a hot dog cart, put him, put, set up his business in MacArthur Park. If anybody even knows who MacArthur Park is, which maybe a lot of you don't know. I got my first uh, fake ID there. You don't go to MacArthur Park. If you want to accidentally step into AIDS, No, okay, there. okay, okay. <laughs> Don't give MacArthur Park that... Okay, it's a dirty park. Yes, it's a dirty park. 
there's a lot of families there. There's a lot of cool things there. If you're a young person, I guess, from Hollywood and, you know, of, of our kind of... If you're trying to buy crap, definitely go there. And a fake ID. Yes, that's what I'm trying ID. to say. It's it's good for, like, illegal shit if you want to go get that there. If you Yeah, definitely. So, I'm, I was going to set him up there. He probably knows everybody there. And then I was just, like, <laughs> dreaming about my life with this homeless man. And then, and then I kind of got sad. And not because... He's a homeless man. I got sad for myself because I thought about how desperate am I as a woman that I'm actually thinking about taking a homeless man, cleaning him up, and making him my boyfriend. It's that bad out there? I think it is that it's, bad out it's there. It's that bad out there. But but to be honest with you, and in your defense, as you know, I'm, I'm your friend. I always defend you. I think that the feeling that you had inside was... Aren't we all this like handsome homeless person in Hollywood? <laughs> like, aren't these actors and actresses and models like one degree away from being that guy? Yeah, I, I feel like everybody here is one non-paycheck away or one non-gig away from being homeless in the city. Every I I don't know anybody that has a savings account at all. And if you do have a savings account, it's probably for fillers and butt injections. And I know how that shit goes, you know. I actually only date people with savings accounts. <laughs> oh, you're such a you're, you're such a gigolo. You gotta man. plan these things. You gotta plan these things. It's rough out here. These streets are cold. So you're you're basically letting me know that you're just like one non gig away from being homeless. That's why you date these women with savings accounts so they can... So you're that homeless man. You are the homeless no, man no, no, trying no. to save. I, I'm the homeless <laughs> guy. Be. I'm the homeless guy that got saved. Oh, oh, wait. What is that like? Um, I see, tell me about that perspective. Because I know my perspective. I'm kind of sad about, about it. I mean, I kid a little bit, but um, I... I kind of, I kind of understand. I kind of get it. We are all one paycheck away from like horrible shit happening to us, right? Absolutely. I mean, if anybody lives out there, you know about rent prices. They're ridiculous. It's crazy. It's, it, it, let's not even get into that because I feel that's a whole other segment and a whole other show. Yeah, let's not cry on our second podcast um, on <laughs> on iTunes. By the way, did on I mention iTunes? that iTunes has approved us? This is iTunes. Wait, you know what? Let me tell you about that. That's pretty incredible. The fact that I we've started this podcast and now it's been approved by iTunes, it's probably like the third hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. The first hardest thing that I had to do in my life was actually being completely monetarily responsible for myself. Right. Let me explain. It took me about 28... I'm 31 right now. It took me about 30, 28 years to actually be completely cut off... <laughs> <laughs> my parents, my mom decided finally on my 28th birthday that she wasn't going to pay my cell phone anymore. Now I get messages at the first of the month, hey, your cell phone bill is due. What's up? And I try to prolong it as much as possible. And but how it, much was this cell phone bill? It's maybe $89. Okay. But those, again, we're trying not to be homeless in this city. Those $89 can really stretch out for me. So that was pretty much one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. The second hardest thing I've ever had to do, and I was explaining to you this before, was summer reading. If you don't understand what summer reading is, is every year when you're in grade school and high school, they give you a stupid ass book. Okay. Like Catcher in the Rye. I catch, okay, yes, yes. Or Catch 22 or Brave New World or all these stupid books right, right. to read through your summertime. Now, 
I don't understand that. That was the worst thing for me to do. Like, why would I sit here where I can be playing outside or going to the beach or doing anything but reading for school again? That was like torture for me. So that was the second hardest thing for me okay. to do ever. Okay, okay. I've never heard of summer reading, and if um, they said That's that in the you class. That's never did it. No, no, if it was I said in that class, either. I was absent that day. Probably. Yeah. And then the third hardest thing for me to do was to start this podcast, which I'm actually very, very glad that we did. So now all of you can hear me rant about all this stuff that's happening. So uh, what you're trying to say is you have broken up with the um, attractive homeless guy. Yes. Yes. I broke up with the attractive homeless guy. It all happened in five minutes. This whole story happened in five minutes. How far along, if you don't mind me asking? Did it go? Was it was it like a marriage? Did you clean him up and then he had a job? Because like it couldn't have ended. He it, was at a hot dog cart in fucking the ended, park. It ended okay. when I really saw his feet. When <laughs> I saw his feet, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way in hell I can make this work. Like I cannot have these feet laying in my bed in my white sheets every night. And even if they're straight manicured, I know where those feet has have been before. Yeah. I know yeah. what they look like when they're dirty. You know what though? I've always been told I have cute feet. So that kind of got me kind of far, no? Having clean feet gets anybody far. Okay. You can be the ugliest man in the world. You can be a freaking cyclops with a micro penis. <laughs> oh god. And if you have clean feet, you might get a blowjob. Just And the other day on Saturday... Let's just get a man in here and then you could continue the story. <laughs> no, I'm here, I'm here. Go on. No, you're good. You're good. You're definitely a manly man. I got muscles. So the other day, I went out to breakfast. It was probably 11 in the morning. And I went to this little French bistro and I was there with a friend. And we're sitting in these little tables that only sit two people, but they're really compacted together. So you're pretty much sitting with everybody else around okay. you. It's like China. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there with him, and then there's this other couple. Like, oh, there's the, the the friends of him. Yeah, I'm sitting there with him. Okay. And then there's this other couple. Literally, I'm rubbing elbows with her. This is how close we are. And they're having their breakfast, and we're having our breakfast, and we're getting towards the end of our breakfast. And suddenly, the man that was with this woman next to me had left to go use the restroom. Right. Oh, okay. And that's normal. And then about five. All the time. Yeah. About five minutes into this man using the restroom, this woman completely turns to, she does a 180 to me, and she grabs my arm, and she's like, did he leave? What? Exactly. Now, the fear in this woman's face, as she thought that her date had completely dined and dashed on her, was way too real. Wow. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought he's your boyfriend. He's like, no, he's not my boyfriend. I just met him here and I've known him through other friends and we're just having a breakfast conversation and I haven't seen him in five minutes. But the look on her face and she's, and then she's like, oh, but you know guys here. You know people pretend to have more than what they have. Oh. And then that was like, girl, yes. 
And, and then, you guys had a moment, huh? And I, we had, we locked eyes in yeah, that moment. Yeah, yeah. Then I looked to the guy who was sitting next to me. I'm like, motherfucker, you better not die and die for <laughs> my ass. Because I know where you live. He was on his phone checking that, like, Wells Fargo app. Like, yeah, okay, definitely. Absolutely. But it got me thinking. Oh, and then before I finish that little story, the waitress came out and she heard what she said. Because okay. every woman, in, I think, in that yeah, restaurant heard what she said. Yes, there was it, a spider sense going on. Yeah. Like, should we attack this guy now? Yeah, it was all yeah. too real. But she was like, no, he's in the back talking to somebody. But... I want to talk about this because okay. the fear in her eye that she was like on a lunch friendship date with a guy and the fact that she turns to a complete stranger, which is me, and asked me if this man just left the cable and left her with the bill was all too real. That's, uh, that's, that's scary, but that's like a testament to a town of like fucked up people. Like this wouldn't happen in you know pennsylvania Pens okay so in pennsylvania one <laughs> everything costs like three dollars so this motherfucker better get you a steak lobster like all that shit because if he doesn't have five dollars he's you know homeless guy over here right so this is something that happens here all the time i'm gonna tell you a quick story okay all right uh make me feel good about this <laughs> okay I'm because i felt her pain for a minute there i'm like sister i get you like that's my biggest fear Having to go to a friendship lunch date with somebody and having my friend just dip on me and leave me with a bill. Like, it's all too real here. That I feel that happens all the time. And I feel it's happened to her before. Because the way she said it, I yes. felt she was like, yes. God damn it, I'm back here again. So another dude just dined and dashed on my ass in the she, city. <laughs> she probably went into the thing like, Okay, don't say something fucked up. Okay, don't say something fucked up. Okay, don't... And then she said something random. He actually probably had to take a shit. Because they were at brunch and all the food around here, as everyone knows, it's like every restaurant is like Chipotle. As soon as you eat in LA, immediately you're like, oh my God, bro, can we stop with the Starbucks? It's what, everything makes you shit in this town. So the guy had a legitimate reason to leave. And this broad jumps out of the window immediately like, this is it. Da, da, da. This so, is it. He died and dashed on me again. <laughs> can, can we can we just assume that like um, this is why she can't keep a dude is because she's afraid that every guy's gonna leave her at everything. Like a guy can't use a restroom. What you want to go with me? Well, I I'm not saying that. I'm saying more like the fact that I feel like it's happening everywhere over here. These poor ladies. Are, are getting invited by friends out and guy friends. And then the guy friends, like, just magically disappear. And then they're like, oh, I, I got to go to the studio and lay down some tracks. Yes. I'm like, motherfucker, you're 54. Nobody's going to the studio to lay down some tracks. So how you old was this woman? So you, okay, so the age range was 42 to 52. Oh, okay, okay, so look. First of all, she's on a date. And she's turning to a younger girl, like, looking for a sob story. This has happened to her, not, like, multiple times. This <laughs> happened to her the day before this. Probably. But it was so sad. And I was like, wow. And I definitely, I told her I was going to bring it up in my podcast. Because then I explained to her oh, great. the type of podcast I was doing. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. Because I feel like women need to stand together and stop dating or trying to bring out these friend guys that are probably dining and dashing on you. I mean, is this happening? Have you done this? Okay. It, oh, so that's what you're asking. Yeah. You're asking me if I've done this. No. Um, my story is a little worse. So uh, my girlfriend now, um, 
our first date, she asked me to meet her at uh, a hotel. There was like a fashion show thingy. So I showed up. Um, mind you, I was in a weird state, so I was already drunk when I showed up. <laughs> And sweating Kudos for some reason. Kudos to you to showing yeah, up yeah. drunk on your first date. Nobody's ever done that ever. Very LA thing. So I feel like that's the only way I have first dates completely blacked out. I'm, okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty much on one, okay? So earlier in the day, I had been just like throwing around my card. Mind you, the only thing about this is like a bank card is the fact that it says Wells Fargo on it, okay? That's as far as that card really goes. There's like 11 bucks in there at any given fucking moment. It's sad. I'm telling you, we're this supposed to be homeless. So, we go to Sassafras, this cute little bar, and we're hanging out. And, of course, I'm getting whiskey this and whiskey that. I'm taking it to the top. Now, we're actually really getting close and stuff, and it's time to go. And the guy comes up to me and says, sir... Your card is declined. Oh, God. I've had that happen to me. And uh, I start sweating more. And the sheer terror in my face when I looked at this young lady, and she looked at me like I was the saddest. Broke. Broke like, you're so broke like, inside. Thank God I'm a handsome homeless guy. Because she pulled out 50 bucks and she paid for our bill. And um, I think... Yeah, I think she gave me like a sympathy fuck or something. It was she really gave sad. me a sympathy fuck. I think so. What's wrong with her? She didn't look at you like you broke a fucker. She should have ran her ass out that door. And now she's so your girlfriend. Poor girl. I have nice feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have nice feet. So I mean, let's get back to business <laughs> with this story. If you're a guy out there and you're planning on taking out a girl out for drinks even breakfast how much can breakfast cost you the most it can cost you be $40. no 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 but this okay. the most it can cost you would be forty dollars make sure you have money in your bank account there's nothing sadder or more pathetic than inviting even a friend out and meeting each other and then having to casually say oh i left my wallet or casually dine and dash on her ass that's not cool Luckily, the guy was there, but I feel like this has happened to this woman plenty and plenty of times before. I think in defense of men, though, I think what he was trying to do, if he would have left, he obviously didn't. He wasn't smart enough to do that. Um, <laughs> this guy's an idiot. So I think in defense of men, though, or not this guy, he was equaling the playing field because women dine and dash on dudes. All the damn time. We don't and their dash. Friends, we just don't give the pussy up. No, no, That's no. That's no. You guys actually dash. But even worse, you're plotting to dash. You have the friend. You have the safe word. You're texting while you're supposed to be fucking eating. How are you going to even know if I'm an interesting person? Because you're texting your friend. Oh, my God. He just ordered this. Oh, my God. I swear he winked at... You know what I mean? Like... He eats with his mouth open. Gross. So you're doing a commentary here. So you got like a side partner. Like some damn like 007 spy. Women are sketchier like that. And then the girl who is single, at home, eating probably, and watching like the Gossip Girl or some shit, is texting you, leave, 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 leave. like, oh my god, I have super bad cramps, I need to go to the hospital, pick me up. Pick you, me up, You He's pick ugly. that bitch up, you go straight to the bar. <laughs> so I think... To laugh about your stupid day. I think that more men need to dine and dash. What and is wrong need, with you? And we need to equal this thing out, gentlemen. I need you guys to get behind <laughs> me on this one, okay? Ask her to take you to dinner. You Offer to take her to dinner and then get the hell out of there, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> that is it ain't so worth it. Terrible. The food's not even good. It's just going to make you shit all over yourself. Like, you're over it.
So the scene. Yeah, this the scene gets really intense here. Definitely. I mean, and I lived in Miami for about 10 years before I moved here. And Miami's a whole different other scene. It's a different scene. Yeah, it's a different scene. Here, for some reason, I feel it's definitely like getting to me. And you know, it, it's and it's fun, but at the same time, it kind of is creating an unproductive side of me, you know? Everybody here comes for a reason. Everybody comes here to be somebody and become the best at what they do. Superstar. But, a superstar. Superstar. But they definitely get caught up. And, oh, yes, yes. And then, and, then it, and then it gets to them. And then it becomes from, oh, I'm going to this casting to like, oh, my God, uh, when's the next club going to open? Are we going to supper club? Are we, are we going to go to Bruce yeah, no, Mellows? Oh, 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 okay, first of all, no one's going to Supper Club. <laughs> Only if you're Chris Brown, right? He Chris loves that place. Oh <laughs> but, no, no, LA provides you with so many. It's the town you come to fulfill your dream. Then immediately provides you with the benefits of your dream before you do any of the work for your dream. So you just end up like drunk all the time thinking you have something, but you can't afford a fucking burrito. Exactly. Thinking that you have made it when you have actually haven't. Just because you're hanging out with, I don't know, who's famous now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. These just people. because you're hanging out with Selena Gomez or Justin yes, Bieber at the yes. table. That'd be cool. Um, it I, would be cool. I, but I want to go to that. It doesn't mean that you have made it in this town. It means that you're just mooching off of these people and you're just like another story on the 24-hour Snapchat. And that's about it. That's your. That's like the lifespan of like you have made it. A twenty-four hour story in in some famous people's Snapchat, and that's pretty sad. And it, it kind of makes me figure. All right, is this what it all entails? I come here. I have this huge like dream, and I have this huge thing that I want to do, and and all these things that I want to like reach for and aspire all, to, aspire to, and my goals. Yes, the dream. But, but then somebody's trying to shove up cocaine up my nose. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? In order to attain that goal, I might need to do these two lines right now. That is right not now. true. They want to put it in your ass. <laughs> they did that too. Okay. And I feel that's definitely going to kill me in this city. Well, Not not the overdose, because again, you don't really die off an overdose. You just get really high medical bills no, off of it. No, I don't think the scene is the problem here. I think the problem is the scene within the scene within the scene. Like... There's so many scenes in Miami, for example. It's it's a it's a small community. There's probably maybe two scenes. There's yeah, like, that's you know, true. Like Monday and Tuesday, right? Yeah. But here, you live in Koreatown. There's a Koreatown scene. Yeah. That's like an offshoot, and there's like a Silver Lake and an Echo Park. So wherever you go in this town, you can't get away from the party. The party is knocking at your door every night. Like, hey, do you have any sugar? And you're like, sugar. Is that code for <laughs> yeah, hello? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're like, they're like, uh, uh, yeah. I have actual sugar. <laughs> And then I have this little vial full of sugar. Which one is it that you really what which one do you really want? You're like, yeah, I'm out of sugar. They're like, yeah, but I have a party in the hills. You're like, uh, but I my other neighbor has sugar. Yeah. You should go to his house <laughs> and then take his sugar to the hills and go hang out with these stupid models. It, oh God. We can't talk about stupid models. They might be well, like I'm one sorry. of the people that I don't mean actually that at all. listen to I, us. I actually don't mean that at but all. You but girls are kind of stupid though. <laughs> but there's just too many options there's too many it's models, not it's not honestly. fair though it, it's not fair the options though as as a single man i'm not a single man as a single man though there's too many options in regards to women as um as a married man there's too many options in, in regards to you know vices there's all these reasons to not do what you actually came here to do absolutely and one of those 
a great moment in my life here where I actually had to kind of metaphorically slap myself in the face a couple of times. I went to One Oak one night, right? Okay. And I'm there with a group of people. It's an awesome place. And it is actually cool. But I, I went there with a group of people and I'm sitting at this table and we're all having fun. And I went with a girlfriend who's kind of it's the same age as I am. And we're there and we're actually having a good time. And then we look around us and not one girl is actually dancing or having a good time. They're all on their phone, obviously, this and that. But then I had like a very, a very real moment in my life where I like all the music stopped in my head and everything went kind of in slow motion. You were on Molly. And, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it was kind of an epiphany as to where my life is going. And right. then suddenly I looked around and I'm like, I'm the old bitch at the club. Straight and up. that was a real moment in my, like, in my life. I was the old bitch at the club. I'm 31, and I was the old bitch at yeah. the club. And I may look young, because I actually do look young, but I deep down inside, I know I was older than them by at least seven years, at least. And some of them yeah. may be 12. Well, so you weren't drunk enough. That was your problem. I was drunk enough, okay. believe me, to actually realize that I was the oldest person in there. And I was like, oh, my God. I need to go home. I need to like put on some Depends or something. I need to put on some Golden Girls. Maybe have a hot tea and go to sleep. Yeah, because or go hang your clothes out naked on the uh, the fire escape. We can do that too, but and go to sleep because I'm hanging out with these with these little Kylie Jenners over here, and it's sad to me. Like I don't need to be here. I need to be doing stuff with my life, but I'm actually retracting from anything positive or anything being done. Then I woke up the next day absolutely hungover. Absolutely hungover. Absolutely hungover. And I was like, wow, I really was the old bitch at the club. And that was a terrible moment in my life. So I feel like that's why LA is going to kill me. I don't want to be that old bitch anymore. It's going to kill me for the same reason. And I'm, I guess I'm like, what, the old dude now? I'm 36 and... I, There's no real what? real lifespan for men. At oh, clubs. so I'm good. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like everything you're, you're else. Fine. Like the older you get, the more wiser and wisdom I guess you have. Don't believe that. But yeah, I'm liking the gray in my beard. It's exactly. making me like way more. And girls up. find you like attractive and handsome. For us, it gets like your ovaries are drying up and yeah, shriveling yeah, up into little sure. raisins. When are you gonna have a baby? TikTok. Nobody's gonna want to marry your stupid ass. Why? Because you're at the club. What 23-year-old? What kind of man are you going to find in here? None. Absolutely zero. Interesting. Yeah. So You're I right. Mean, I've never met a 31-year-old at the club and then I like, got her phone number. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I got a, like a, a phone, I mean, from old ones. I have a phone full of like, you know, 19-year-olds, but no uh, 31-year-olds. Interesting. Uh, no, because nobody's coming up to me asking for my phone number. And the moment they see, like, oh, wait, you're how old? They're like, oh, God. They're like, are those C-section scars? <laughs> Did you have C-section scars? <laughs> Did you just get divorced? Is this your divorce party? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to tell you. Okay, okay. One time when I was a younger man in the club, I was in my early 20s, yeah. um, a friend was performing. See, a friend was performing at a club, so I had to go out that night. I was really tired and overworked and drunk and stuff like that and uh in walks a woman in a red dress okay she a been, she, only whores <laughs> wear red dresses too close. and like jet black hair and heels and Four, we're at a place okay. we're a bunch of kids i have a hoodie on okay like i'm a scumbag and in walks this woman long story short i don't know how i think she was a devil i convinced her okay we leave together 
and we leave and we're going home. She's on the way to my house. It's crazy. I have this older woman. I think she was 31. I was about 23. <laughs> and we're halfway to my place and she goes, I'm sorry. I have to do this. I'm thinking she's going to get naked. I think <laughs> even though she's driving, she's just going to like do like the road thing. And then I'm going to grab the wheel and it's going to be like one of those things. She starts taking out her extensions and putting them on the dashboard. She's gross. As we're driving home. And you know what? That's why I ain't got no 31-year-old's numbers in my phone. Because <laughs> if you're 31 and you're at the club, something's fucking wrong. Oh, right. So... As a woman. So, thank you for the advice. I <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm never going to set foot in another club in LA again. I was agreeing with you. Ever, ever. But you know what? I get it. I don't want to be that old bitch taking out my extensions in front of a 23-year-old. God bless his heart. That's the last thing his like newly founded like sexual peak should ever see. Yeah. 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 And this is pretty much the last leg of the podcast, our second episode. And right now I'm gonna air out some grievances. Okay, here we go. Here <laughs> like we go. I haven't throughout the entire time, yeah. but I want to talk about these handlebar mustaches. Handlebar mustache? Yeah. It needs to go. That still exists? It's still going on. That and the man bun. The no, whole, the man bun. No, that's not what the man bun is. The, oh, the man bun and the hand and the whole decal kind of graffiti on your face needs to go. <laughs> decal? Yeah, it looks like. It's like iron on. Yeah, it's like iron on <laughs> prints on your face. Oh, God. Like all this stuff. Yeah, the beard movement is out of control. It's out of control. And I feel it's time to let it go, people. Either just have a regular beard, have a goatee, have a chain beard. So if you have the beard and the bun. It's too much. No, no, seriously. What the fuck are you trying to say to me? You don't own a razor. You can't afford a no, razor. Like what's, no, but like what's your message? That you can't afford a razor. That you are doing this whole beard fad. So that's, you know, that's what you're you're saying is like, hey, I'm in with the in crowd, right? And the bun thing is like, but I do yoga. I don't know. It just means, you know, it's just, it's saying everything that any real woman does not want to hear. <laughs> I want to know how to afro and I wore I'm things, broke. So. I can't own a razor. I'm into yoga. I'm into quinoa. <laughs> yeah, quinoa. The man bun, quinoa, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, yoga. It's, it's yoga, saying everything that. that a successful woman like me does not want to hear. I don't want to hear about your last expedition to Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you see the lights? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear about your incredible experience at the Tar Pits in the LACMA Museum either. Jesus. Like, guys, shave it off. You look like real men when you have a nice man haircut and you shave. You, you look great, you know? You don't have to cover up underneath all this facade. It's like a woman wearing a push-up bra. For me, it, it, they're insecure about themselves. So let me just grow out my hair, every hair in my body, and let's just like put it up in, in, in some sort of cute little bun or braid. Stop. It's not happening. It's not cute. It's not cute anymore. It's not interesting. It's not the beginning of a great conversation or a great relationship, as far as I know. So, with that being said, <laughs> LA. Thank you for tuning in for my second episode of my so-called LA Life. Yes, thank you, everyone. We are on iTunes. Um, we're also not allowed in Echo Park or Silver Lake ever <laughs> again. 
Or we to get like. They're probably gonna run us over with their bicycles. It's gonna be a stampede of jean shorts, man buns, and fucking bullshit. <laughs> anyway, before I leave, I want to leave you out with this little message. Uh, everything we say is to make fun of people and make fun of ourselves. So ourselves. everybody, take a chill pill. It's all in good fun. Just remember to laugh at yourself because I'm laughing at myself and the things that I do too. And that's all I got to say. So thank you for tuning in for my so-called LA life. My name is Natalia and this is... Uh, Eric Sanchez here. And that's it. Bye. Uh. Since I'm young and now we dream of getting rich. Look, Look at me, my nigga fantasize about a white picket fence. Look. It's the trees, my nigga. Used to want a pathfinder with some tents. That's all I need, my nigga. Throw some 20s on that bitch and get it rinsed. But now I see, my nigga, that the world's a lot bigger ever since.